1: Back boys to the MVM show and we're excited today because we are getting close to season. It's it's really getting close and I think Tra- me and Travis need to do our annual Goose River float <laughs> this year. <laughs> I'm working nights again so it kind of that's what we did last time. As soon as I got off work, remember we ran out there and floated down. I could not hit the broadside of a barn, but yeah, I almost flipped
2: and died. Yeah, that was a good video, but um, no, it wasn't good.
1: Well, that was, the video was
2: good. I had trouble getting in out of the kayak. Yeah. You're a lot yeah. – things are going to be different this year.
1: Yeah, I think for so. For both of us. Remember we did that, that podcast, a couple episodes about getting better? Yeah. I think we both are doing even better than we did last year. I and, hope so. And I thought I went to season pretty good last year, but, like, I've been hitting the bag for six weeks at the, uh, the uh, heavy bag. Yeah. With gloves, doing a bunch of cardio, jump roping, working out quicker and faster, not taking as much, like, breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, rest periods. Yeah. So just sweat and do just yeah, not eating as much, yeah, which like, that doesn't
2: necessarily mean that's a good thing, like that's what I've been trying to do, just doing the intermediate fasting and also walking, mm. and then what I've been trying to do is we're re- required to take breaks with the job that I have, mm. so I have a set of dumbbells there, and I'll just do some some quick just just things just to kind of get my core, you know what I'm saying, yeah. because movement something, and I said I would never say know what i'm saying because that's one of the words i say and it's all one word know what i'm saying know what i am saying
1: but basically did you, did you see that you people were saying that about you
2: no 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 one of my no? one of my buddies at work he goes he put up on the thing know what i'm saying is one word and um ever <laughs> since he made me knowledgeable of that Dude. i realized how much that i actually say that know what i'm saying um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I that's something I'm trying to clean up my vocabulary. People I, been saying that in like posts and stuff about really? how you say that. Yeah. And I also say mm, a lot. And I'm trying to, you know, clean up my my language. I don't want to have that kind of language in my <laughs> You <gonna> have clean, <laughs>
1: proper language. I guess. I you know what's funny? I'm so used to you I guess saying that. I don't even know if you say that. Really? But like people will comment in like Facebook messages. They're, they're, not, they're not irritated. They're just like Know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying? I'm like,
2: why are they saying that? They're like, oh, Travis says
1: that all the time. I'm like, really? I do say that
2: often. I go, man, I don't even know that really yeah. anymore. And and I mean, someone, I kind of do until but... until someone makes me aware of it. I guess I don't realize that I'm doing that. But like I said, I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> now you're having to think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um. just do some (laughs) some exercises. That's so hard when you
1: start a habit of I know. It's hard to break it. There's a few things I've had to break myself of, and it is very, very hard. You have to, like, slow down. And think about what you're saying. And then you can't really talk like you want to
2: talk because it's not your natural. Yeah, it's weird because when I hear myself talk, I don't realize that I talk that quickly. We both do. I guess I'm a fast talker, and and my brother-in-law that's from North Carolina told me that. He's like, you guys talk so fast out there. Yeah. You know. So I I don't. If you think about slowing down, then you're like, okay. That's what it feels like in our head, right? Yeah, it feels like you you hit the fast forward. When button. I do
1: videos, I feel like I'm going. To go, and I really kind of am. Uh huh. And I'm like, man, just slow down and breathe. I guess so. But I don't feel like I'm going crazy. Yeah, man. I know. It's I just
2: probably a California thing. Or it something. must I don't be. Know, I don't realize that I'm short of breath or something, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so funny you brought that up because I thought you were gonna say some comments you've seen, but that's
2: no, no, no. I didn't. So now they're like saying that. that in work too. That's funny. well. My one buddy at work, he he always puts there, Know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh yeah, I say that quite a bit. And like then when one I come word. here, there's it's just like there's a it's a run on word, right? Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know we can want to
1: fix stuff like that as much as we want to, but when we get excited, all that goes out the window, anyways. Yeah. I say, dude, all I start saying, dude, way more dude. than I would normally say yeah. it. I'm like, dude, dude. And it's like. When I watch the hunt videos and um, see myself get excited, it's like that's so annoying. Like certain things you cause you get excited and you just kinda repeat yourself. Yeah. But oh In well. the moment. Whatever. It is what it is. Not a big <laughs> deal. So I wanted to say this right off the get go. Thomas started the MVM show podcast group Facebook page a couple years ago. We both completely forgot about it. I don't know if you rejoined that or not, or you might have been already a part of it. Have you seen posts on that
2: yet? I haven't even. I don't even think that I am. I haven't been on Facebook. Um, I get on there every once in a while, but I don't think that I like the page, so I don't see notifications. Okay. And then some way with the way you have it set up, I'll get um, notifications from the MVM Facebook page. Okay. And. But not the podcast. No, not page. the podcast. And then I switch over, and I don't know which one that I'm on. I have to uh-huh. like think about which one to switch back to. Yeah. As myself or. On the uh uh-huh. so yeah, I don't think I've liked that one yet. And, I mean, and until you mention it, it's, well, it's, I it's forgot totally that it, it existed. I've been trying to just—it
1: takes time to like invite people. Yeah, but we had like a hundred members, and not because it's a—it's a group, so okay, anybody can post. You can like if you want to share your like oh, blog stories, post your, yeah, like, your photos. Yeah, that's yeah. cool that we have a spot like that. Because, See, I, because always, I, like, don't, I don't, I don't—the Mid Valley mercenaries page is just all about whatever we post. Okay. This is cool because it's a group, so we can share. You can, oh, you did a mount today. Put it on there. Like, yeah, it's it's. Cost- but that's cool
2: because I like to see what other yeah. people are doing in their area. You know what I'm saying? There's some right there. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. Yeah, and um, <laughs> look at their success stories.
1: Right. I don't know. It feels kind of selfish when you just have a page and no one can interact with their own stuff. This is like cool so because we can inter- interact with the listeners. You know
2: I mean? So it's the MVM <laughs> show you know podcast group. Is that uh, what it is? Yeah. Okay. So it says visit, but can I join? Public group. Yeah. You said there was a hundred individuals. It says four hundred and no, I said it was, and just like in now the last it week is. it went to four ten. Well, perhaps I'm part of it because it says join. But I do not see no. I'm gonna type your name and see
1: and see if I can invite you. I'm
2: here though. I must be here.
1: Why is it not even – it's not even let me find you to invite you.
2: That's okay.
1: Did you find it?
2: Yes. Okay.
1: Like you can do polls on there. You can do all kinds of stuff. Anyways, my point being said, I don't think I've even said it on the the episodes yet. So if you guys haven't already, join the MVM Show podcast group um, if you're on Facebook. You know, if you're not, I know I, a lot of people aren't on Facebook anymore, but some are, but go on there and join it. And like, um, I don't know, ask questions or share pictures of your dog or make a poll. I mean, like do whatever you want. Let's just get some interaction going. And we want to interact with you guys and you guys with us and vice versa. Cause it's kind of limited with everything else and the way social media is. So just kind of get to know each other better. It can be just daily life stuff. It doesn't have to be nothing special. So go join that. And if you're already part of it, you know, hey, get some stuff going. Let's get this rolling. We'll stay a lot better on it. But um, build relationships and stuff. So I just want to get that out there. But now that that being said, the reason I brought that up, another reason I brought that up too, is because I asked a question on there. What, what are some, well, I didn't even spell that right. No wonder people were confused. <laughs> They're like, huh? What, I said, what some podcast topics you guys would like to hear? What some podcast? What some? What some? Uh, so we're just going to go through a few of these and we'll, this will be the episode and stay tuned because the next podcast is me and Thomas going over all the details of the duck boat and the whole marathon getting over there. It's, it was actually a pretty fun little, there was a lot of stuff coming back up about that trip that we forgot about, but having us both there, will each other like, oh yeah, yeah, we did that. We did this. We're falling asleep there. We're doing this, going off the road. No. <laughs> okay. Chad Smith, and we'll call that name, so that's kind of another thing we can sit there and uh, people that listen can be mentioned on the podcast that you guys are faithful listening to. So Chad Smith said, decoy setups you guys use up north versus down in the valley. I think my thoughts on this are whatever uh, decoy setup you use is prevalent just for the refuge you hunt. So... If I had never been to a refuge before, I'm just going to base this off of refuges I've been to, right? Like, mm-hmm. I just pay attention to what birds are there. Like, the next time I go, I readjust my spread.
2: Now, will you take all of your decoys, basically, <clears throat> um, if it's a new place that you haven't been before, and then scout kind of, I guess, or look and see what kind of birds are there, and then perhaps only use those decoys, but t- but have all of them in case. there in case? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we do, right? Like, I know we've taken
1: decoys we probably were not going to use. Like, say we go to a refuge, there's really no mallards. I've seen us take them before in case we leave there and go somewhere else or something just as a backup plan, but we won't even take them out on the refuge because not that you – you could take the mallards out there and still shoot ducks. It doesn't matter, even if there's not a mallard on that refuge. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, but I'm like, you want to match – the hatch, I mean, that's a fishing term, right? But yeah. you want to match what birds are around. Some places we go, they're, they're gadwall, shovelers, and wigeon, and till. Yeah, That's what I throw out. And so not necessarily, it has not, it really doesn't have nothing to do with up north, down south, Central Valley, grasslands, Sac Valley, Northern California, Washington. It's all about what we already know is there, I think. And that's what varies on our spread.
2: Yeah, like you were saying, having mallards there um when i first started hunting i predominantly had mallards and pintails and i would use those decoys and i used them in places where there wasn't that many mallards and i still like you said i still, still killed kill birds because i think they're seeing the forms you know mm-hmm. they're ducks groups so yeah i don't think that that really deters you mm-hmm. um what i kind of think though if you're hunting mallard specifically and you have different decoys besides mallards, that may affect it more Agreed. than having mallards mixed in with vice versa. other birds. Yes, vice versa. I think that you can be effective and kill your pintail, mm-hmm. wigeon, gawal, teal, of that's course. That's a good
1: point. I mean, that's a really good point for someone that wouldn't know. Mallards are definitely not as likely to dive in with a variety of birds like vice versa. That's what I've No, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Because it definitely doesn't matter on the other ones. You could have five dozen mallards out and teal and... Yeah, well, we're going to land in there. Wigeon, they'll still land that. in there. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. I've definitely seen that for myself many times. But the other way around, they they want they want to avoid the crowd. Kind of a loner. You know what? That being said, even if you have a big group of mallards in one spot, they won't even land by that. They'll mo- they'll land off just a little ways by themselves, I've yeah, noticed.
2: And I believe that that's probably due to our location. You'll see back east, they'll have very large mallard spreads. Mm. They'll make pockets. The mallards drop in there. But what we hunt, it seems like you don't have the flocks of mallards. You'll have more singles pairs occasionally. You know, If you see four or five mallards together, you're like, whoa, that's a flock, right? Well, that's nothing back east. right? But like you said, um, I know that we tend to put our mallards in a position, not so much to have the ducks land with those decoys, but have them in a location where as they work, as we know, they have a tendency to land in open water mm-hmm. away from them, but we're set up on the open water. The decoys are off to one side or the other, and we adjust right. so that we can... Yeah.
1: What, I mean, what do you think that is? I mean, we don't know the duck's brain, but what do you, what's your th- thoughts on that? I don't
2: know. I think that they're just my personal thoughts. I'm not an expert on this, but I think that they see them, and they're attracted to it. But if there's no wind or something, there's a level of uncertainty there. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that when we, when we didn't use motion that we use now... Mm. I think more so the birds would land off to the side because they would see those decoys and then they would be curious, but, okay, we're going to land kind of close because we're already here, right? We're already here. We're not going to turn around and fly back. So we're going to land kind of close, not necessarily with them, but I've noticed more with the motion. They come much closer. closer Yeah, true. And want to land in that location where if you just have stagnant decoys on a Mm -hmm. very slow, it doesn't look realistic, Mm -hmm. right? They see it. They're like, oh, something's there, right? And they're attracted to it. But not necessarily going to land with him and mm-hmm. join up with them. Yeah,
1: that's true. And I think too, another factor is is if they're paired up yet too, because if there's a there's a hen and Drake, she's keeping them away, and she don't want to be by all those other drakes, and she'll kind of pull him off. He'll he'll he just follows her wherever. Yeah. But before they're paired off, you'll notice those single mallards. Everybody loves single Drake mallards coming yeah. in because they are going to come right in. And it close. seems like
2: what I, what I've noticed where we hunt, <clears throat> you don't typically get a lone hen Mm-mm. You'll get a lone Drake or Mm-mm. a pair, but you will not typically, you know, 20 out of 20 to one, right. you won't see a lone hand mallard. Yeah,
1: for sure. Absolutely. Unless, that. you
2: know, you've shot the Drake and she's coming back later. just like, hey, where'd he go? You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Maybe that's the scenario. I don't know. Yeah.
1: When we went to Washington, we pretty much only took mallards. We
2: all grouped well, our first mallards together. Well, time we did, though, remember? Well, no, I mean, we threw some widgeon. Well, no, I guess we that did. One throw time teal. we had everything. That's true. In there. That's true. That one true. video we had that's blue true. wings. We had pretty much the Green whole wings, shoveler. We had Yeah, and of, we did and we still killed birds.
1: Which I never think or have ever thought. Oh, we won't kill birds if we have a mix. But I think the next year when we went back, me, Tulsa, yes. and Harrison, you guys took predominantly mallards. Predominantly mallards. But again, it's no better or worse. I mean, like you said, it. I don't think it really matters. The biggest factor there was wind. Yeah. And when the when wind, wind would went. come up, we'd be Birds slamming them. Yeah. When it died off, it would stop. Yeah, and I mean, it's amazing. I think, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too in the weeds on that, but yeah. Anyways, um, so that's that's kind of answering that question. Um,
2: Harrison Chang said, "Mountain Dew flavor reviews." <laughs> There's so only know. one that's really true know, to captivated heart. In My heart. Um, I will drink the Code Red if nothing else is available. Really? But you don't like the Baja Blast? I'm not the I'm not huge on Baja Blast. Mm, I tried I love Baja what Blast. What was the other one that I tried? I love Baja Blast. There was a dude. Georgia peach, but I think that was exclusive to KFC. Is that good? And I tasted it out of the fountain thing. It was way too sweet. I didn't go for that one too well. Um, I do like the original the with pure sugar. Oh. I can, I can drink that. What did it just did it yeah, actually taste so, different? It's just slight. Um what I will never drink. Is a diet because Ugh. they taste so disgusting. Mm. And I've accidentally grabbed a bottle of that before, took a swig of it, and that was the last swig I took out of the <laughs> bottle. Because yeah, diet just I don't know what it is, but it doesn't taste anywhere near. But I don't like any diet soda.
1: I don't either. I love Mountain Dew. Um regular, original. That's probably really the top.
2: And I've cut way back. This is the first one I've had in Yeah. You called me today and it's a like, week and a half, two what are you, weeks. Were you well, oh of- that's a lie. I think. No, you either last week one or, or the two. week before. Yeah, but I was drinking three a day. <laughs> yeah, you're and every even once while. Now, I mean, I'll I'll drink one every once in a while. Um, it depends on if they're available. If we buy them, I'll drink one a day. But if not, then you're just not going. If to If not, it down. I don't go. T- you used to go chase it down. Oh yeah! Good gracious. That's
1: funny, dude. Morning, lunch, and dinner, and. Two, I think I'm worse than you now. Two
2: cans after after. Those got done of Pepsi or whatever. So yeah, i eliminated that.
1: Yeah, I really, really ice cold in the can. It's gotta be in the can for me.
2: But <laughs> nope. The best way is the bottle. You stick it in the freezer where it gets that kind of slush. Just enough where you can squeeze it out the end. Oh man. <sighs> I like ice Besides cold. Besides that, ice chest. in a can it's good. Out of ice chest is good. I'm not a bottle fan.
1: I don't know something's different. I don't know if it loses it I feel like it loses um. Carbonation quick. Yeah. The worst, though, is at a restaurant Oh yeah. or out of a fountain. I don't even ever it's do like that. It's like water. I never order it from a restaurant. Or I always yeah. just get Pepsi. But Thomas will. Thomas will. Oh, yeah. He'll drink it anyways, but I think out of the can, out of ice chest is his favorite, too, because it's just so stinking cold. Yeah. But like you said, that's kind of good, too. Frozen is... Now, yeah. some other flavors, I really like Baja Blast, but they're seasonal. It's like 100 days. They say 100-day window, and they open it up, and it ends oh, like... Really? Yeah. Every year, I didn't know that my neighbor is a dude. He went and bought like 18 cases. He no, every year he goes and buys out a couple stores a of their Baja Blast really? in the can. Okay. That's the way he'll drink it. And his name's Ray. And we always talk about so I don't know if you've seen this, but Mountain Dew is coming out with a. It's called, uh, oh, what's it called? Red, uh, not red hot. It's supposed to be like the flaming hot Cheetos. Hmm. So on, uh, hot Mountain
2: Dew. August thirty first,
1: and it's a limited run. It's gonna sell in probably five minutes. It's Flamin' Mountain Dew, or I I gotta look it up. But I think at midnight they're releasing it. So me and Ray are gonna stay up till midnight. (laughs) On uh, what would what would the thirty first be? Is that uh, that's coming up pretty? Is that Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Monday or Tuesday night. We're gonna stay up till midnight and order an the deal is oh you have to order it it's online. Only online only online only eh. online only online in the Mountain Dew store just as was this you probably never seen this but cake smash nope Mountain Dew did a a deal called cake smash It's supposed to be have the resemblance of a birthday cake
2: interesting
1: but uh, it says it's available at the Dew store but it's not but they only come in six pack deals and they're they're not the twelve ounce they're a large but they're pan. not the I think they're the sixteen actually what is this sixteen. 16. I think they're the 16, is what these are, but it comes okay. in a six pack. But those sold out in like minutes, I guess, when they came out a couple months ago. Interesting. I'm like, why don't you just put it in the store? I don't understand that. But, anyways, Baja Blast is really close up there with Mountain Dew, but I'm still saying regular Mountain Dew is a little better. Yeah. And I don't know if you've tried these, but they have Mountain Dew Baja Punch and Baja Flash. Baja Flash is like a um, pineapple. Oh, no, I'm not. I a pineapple love it. Fan. I got a case of it right there. See it? But it's it's getting saved for duck season. Yeah. And then What's the mountain the the, watermelon. Oh, watermelon. It's called hmm. Melon Melon Madness or something like that. Okay. Um, and then this Baja Punch, the orange one. I'll let you try these once um we get going in season. Did I I haven't got a case of that? Stuff's starting to disappear now. I'm like, man, I, if I don't get her up and get it. But um I like that one actually. My neighbor bought it and he gave me a bunch of them because he's end up not liking it. I'm like, you know what? I honestly, I like it. It has kind of like a, re- to me, all the like Baja ones are like a refreshing, fresh yeah. taste. I'm not so much of a tropical, fruity type of thing. Yeah. You're good. I, I hate code red though. I, I cannot really? do Coderhead, Dean. I can do the code Okay, right. here's Livewire. Have you ever had Livewire? I've seen it, but I haven't tried it. Talon said he's tried it, I think. Voltage. Have you ever tried that? Nope.
2: I like I've tried it. I've tried the Blaha Blast, which is it's okay. Yeah. And the original, the pure cane sugar one and the code red. Yeah, I've tried all the Bajas. I've tried
1: those. That's it. I think there's a three or four Bajas and I and there's a bunch, dude. There's so many it's insane how many actually flavors they have that I've never even heard of. Like yeah. there's the sh- the frost and just crazy stuff, but
2: Yeah, I always if this is here, uh, this is the go to. I'm not gonna Yeah, yeah.
1: You never find other stuff in the store, anyways, really. You never see the weird flavors in there.
2: Yeah, it would probably just be random if they had something for some
1: yeah. unknown reason. All right, let's go back to the Facebook. So that, there's that, Harrison. Um,
2: oh, Harrison. that would be cool. A duck call and I do colors. The greens. Someone already All said right. that. Someone on
1: DM'd me. I think it was um Zane cuz cool,
2: they look like you're drinking as you are Zane Halsey. Ah.
1: Zane Halsey said, "Dude, they need to make a call." And I said, "Dude, it's perfect cuz they this and that green." Yeah. And then the the band like the middle band around it would be like maybe that dark color. That looked pretty sick, yeah. you think? And with some red red or uh, maybe the light green and the red and then a dark green for the band around the middle of the call.
2: Like a little yeah, JJ J Or like letters. that swirl look with the dark and the, oh. the light green yeah. with red lettering. That would be cool. We we need to talk to him. We
1: could order those polymer or the, not the polymer. The No, uh, oh, it
2: wouldn't have to be Mountain Dew. I mean, I would even take a you know whatever, like a JJ layers, but with those colors.
1: Well, that's not what I'm talking about. So it still looks no, like. no. I'm a saying dude. JJ layers. We could go to him and say, hey, make we want those colors because this place I followed uh, something dead something polymers. It's it's not polymer. I know that it's a uh, what's it called? calls made out of um,
2: <clears throat> my mind's blank
1: acrylic acrylic. They sell acrylics in little, it's pretty interesting how like, they come in like sticks. Okay. They're about like, I don't know what that is, what inch, mm-hmm. inch and a half, maybe a little bigger, maybe, yeah, maybe inch and a half or two. And then you could get whatever, you can buy a rod of that stuff. Okay. And then that's what uh, Brett Crow uses to make his calls gotcha. for the JJ letters, but I actually talked to him the other day. He just made, I can't wait to get it. He just made, um, me, Harrison... I didn't even think to ask you. I've we actually got a deal on those, but me, Harrison, and um, my brain. I I didn't get a lot of sleep last Your night. I'm on Thomas? nights. No, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't want one. He didn't want one. It, I'll show you the color of it. It's that jade color. And um, Kevin, Kevin's the one that got. Oh, okay. It. Kevin's the one that got done. And asked if I won one, oh, and I okay. was like, uh, yes, because I've been one. He never that ne- color's never out. What did I do with that? I had a picture that I was going to show you. There I seen one says. that he
2: had. Um, it was the Darth Vader one. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? I don't know if I've seen that. That sounds cool, though. Yeah, it was cool. It was all Who made p- it? layers. It was all really? black, and I believe it had like a little red stripe around it. it and Something else. It looked pretty, pretty. Is that cool. what he called it? Then? It was
1: called the Darth Vader, I believe. But. I didn't hear about that. What do you think about this, dude? I really like that. Like that fade. It's like a... Um, what do you call that when you put on the guns... The um,
2: yeah, I know what you're talking why about. Why do I go brain the, dead the, on these the podcasts, and then people or are it is? It's like a the checkering, but people
1: are, like, always put in the comments on these podcasts, like this is what you're trying to say. It's like I do this every <laughs> time on podcast. It's um, Oh okay. Doesn't that kind of remind you of like how you could do a Cerakote or like yeah, it reminds me like, like a, a
2: rust of an old English t- type, type. Isn't that cool? Wood. It, it I really cool. like the look. That's vintage. Like mm-hmm. I guess you would say vintage. That's a word. That's oh, a chick word right vintage I don't know I don't know oh. no they probably made it a chick word okay let me show you that this looks cool.
1: let me show you this J call I'm not just going the text with Kevin because I want to show you this color it's so awesome I'm really surprised Thomas Tint. I mean how many do you need of the same I almost feel like I would turn into like a collector almost no it's just cool. the way I am yeah like,
2: I like calls like hats look at all these hats I
1: got yeah I always weren't I swap hats I know three times there's in call there.
2: collectors one of the gentleman i know he's big time into turkey call collecting and man it's just intricate yeah crazy box calls really oh man i want to show you this real quick here it is here
1: they look so nice dude they're so pretty oh that is cool
2: it's kind of oh it's okay it's like jade yeah that's the name of the color i gotcha
1: yeah you can never get those though
2: yeah i don't think i've seen that color it's, this
1: isn't a good picture. This one, that's a better, that's really what it really looks like in person, but that's another picture, but it makes it look a little different yeah, color. Those are pretty. Yeah. but If calls can be pretty. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to show Brett this other one and see, like, what do you think about doing that? But I think it would be a different material. I don't think that's acrylic. Because that, those, mo- uh, those are, these yeah. are cut downs from uh, Kirk McCullough. Okay. That is a cool. I don't know. Maybe he hand painted those or something. They're bad, dude. Yeah. Those, that is a cool. I'm gonna post that up and say, what do you
2: guys think about these? The call that I use, that Watkins call. They do a lot of the uh, injected wood, where they actually inject acrylic into the wood. It has wow. some really cool. I think patterns. I've seen that before. Yeah,
1: that's cool. I was thinking about like a cocobolo dark wood color, more like this kind of color, mm-hmm. with a layers with a, a jade on the other side. So it's no, like does, a combo. Does
2: layers make. Any Coca-Cola calls, wood mm. calls? Oh, they do. Yeah,
1: but they're like three hundred bucks, Yeah. three hundred fifty bucks or something. But you never—they're okay. out of stock all the time. I think I don't know if he just does it on special, special order request or, like that. or what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let me uh, pull this back up. Here we go. All right, let's pull these back up. These questions—we kind of got off there a little bit. Um. Really, we've already done the sick. I kind know of this point. Uh, Justin Brick, you said he. Likes the sick reviews and that. Um we did we literally that one episode we covered every single piece we have. So yeah. Can't I really just, say much about that. Yeah, I really like sick There's some actually good topics. I don't know if I want to burn through all these. Cause these are some really <laughs> See right here, Thomas said, OG do and a can out of my ice chest. No question. Cause Johnny Hilton said, which is better for you after a long, hot, early November hunt, the dew or a watermelon Red Bull. <laughs> oh do all the Yeah, for sure. Um there's Anthony Oliver and he got a lot of likes in this, but I think I'm going to make that a different episode. We're going to just do that whole episode on common courtesy when hunting. I feel like that's something we beat. It's like a dead horse, but it's still something we all, as hunters, deal with so much on refuges. Yeah. is just common courtesy. You know, dude, I started doing something different last year, and I'm not going to dig into this. We'll save that for another one, Anthony. But... Now this was up north, and I feel like the environment is different there than like the Central Valley and the grasslands and Sac Valley and stuff. But I actually started going walking across the pond and saying, "Hey, I'm, we're we're hunting over here." I, I didn't even need to do that because we were playing distance. But I just said, making sure everything's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. It was like I just felt like it. It made no questions asked with anything. It was like we kind of already introduced ourselves, and that was it. And then yeah. we went back to our spots. That was that day actually that we hunted up north. Me, you, Talon, and Caleb. Okay. And I was like, I need to start doing that more often. Even if the guys are out of your range, just kind of, so you're on the same page about not shooting each other's swing birds, you know, let them work kind of stuff. Once you're on the same page, it seems like it goes smoother, but I don't know. <clears throat> That's something I've never used. i never done. I started last year, I think. I kind of liked it. But William Frawley asked, essential gear for duck hunters? And I think William is kind of a newer, he works for Tetra, but I think he's... He's turkey hunting like crazy. He's mm-hmm. insane with turkey hunting, but he's not done a lot of duck hunting. So, what would you say is essential for a duck hunter? Obviously, the shotgun shells. I people they always roast me on these videos. It's like, I that's a given. Like, I shouldn't have to tell you that you need a shotgun shells, but maybe I do. Shotgun shells, waders, okay, those are essential. Can't do nothing without it. Yeah. Hunting license. Your stamps, by the way, I got my license. I need to go get my stamp though.
2: Yeah, I don't have my stamps. Did you order your you already have your license up? Yeah, when I bought a deer tag. I got you it. got all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta um, go with the stamp. I would say headlamp. If you're gonna well it's good to have a headlamp regardless if in the evening or morning, because you yeah. don't know if something happens, it'd be great to have a light for safety reasons. If you have to flash somebody or just to see your way out. That's essential.
1: Yeah, and when we say essential, we're saying it's essential. Like you do need it. Yeah. Not just, it's nice to have this.
2: Yeah. I would say flashlight. Um, debatable. Marsh seat. I guess depending on where you're hunting. Yeah.
1: That could be essential. I mean, It kind of is. if you Unless you want your back to hurt really bad. Cause <laughs> if you don't <laughs> if you stand, stand up there all for day. four or five hours. And you know what's funny, Trust? I never really sit in my Marsh seat that often.
2: I don't need it, but I rest my gun I on it. I put my
1: gun on it and I, it like lets pressure off your back. Yeah. But if you're standing there holding your gun, it's just like that over. Or sometimes I'll even like put one oh. knee on it. Yeah. I'll do just that. Just to relieve really pressure. Yeah. You know, give your leg a break. It's me for me, it's more my back. Because if I do anything over a couple, two, three hours and it's longer than that, which it is, yeah, your back starts turning. Yeah. By far. So
2: I I would say
1: it's kind of essential for me.
2: I feel like a duck haul could be essential. A whistle, do you have to have that though? I would say you don't have to have a duck call to kill ducks, mm. you don't even have to call to kill ducks if you're in the right spot, right? So, you don't really need a duck call, not essential. I would say it's I, a- I'm really trying to think of what's
1: really, really, really essential besides the shell, gun, license, and waiters. The fla- I feel like flashlight is
0: that flashlight, really I feel essential. like it is
1: essential because going in early morning or safety or coming out, you're gonna walk out in the dark, so yeah. you gotta have a flashlight, yeah. Um. Man, what else would be really?
2: I think if you were smart, you'd have some kind of knife, a multi-tool, because you know if you stepped up on the hole, had to cut your waders off. Some maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, something for you re- know something gets hung up. Yeah, shell gets jammed in your gun. If you can get it out, you know who never know. I've had shells jam, and with tailing with those shells that she used on that, I had to walk all the way uh, back to the yeah. truck. Yeah, yeah, because I didn't have anything to get that shell out of there. And what I had to use was. I unscrewed my antenna off my car to jam it in there, and, and then loose that that um, wad out of there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not essential, but something like that, you know, could make or break your hunt. Mm-hmm.
1: What about toilet paper or baby wipes? Is that essential?
2: Um, no, you can always cut the pockets out of your pants, I guess. Right. <laughs> cut your waiters, Cut my sick waiters and wipes. Oh, that's probably no, no <laughs> kidding. <laughs> your huh. socks. Ah, oh, there's
1: bars on this one. <laughs> you can use your socks. I thought these tulies were like spooze, man. <laughs> you need a lot of tulies. <laughs> Those micro cuts. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Lord. Mm. <laughs> no. Mm. Um. <laughs> or just scoop, just scoop down in the water and kind of. Yeah. D- I mean, to basically shoot birds,
2: you need very little, right? Very, you really do need very little. Yeah. I mean, you could debatably go without waders, you know, if you want yeah. to get down to, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. But some things are good to have, you know. It's good to have snacks. good to, Water, I would say, you know. That's essential. Water. You there need ain't water. nothing around that. Yeah. Essential.
1: And I have, like an idiot, caught myself out there a few times without something to drink.
2: I would say early that season. That was stupid. This essentials is mosquito spray if you're hunting certain areas, essential. That is essential. Yeah, because you could actually get sick. Oh
1: yeah, I think not. <laughs> my brother-in-law got sick one time from getting so many bites. Oh yeah, he actually got sick.
2: I, you could Did, you have can. you got sick from that? I mean, but, I haven't. I haven't got sick, but I because I don't really swell up when I get bit. Mm-hmm. But, I do, but I've hunted with people that and they look like a blood donor. Yeah, you feel like a blood donor. Look like Th- you got,
1: yeah, the scurvy.
2: I remember I one year, sung. Colt and I were hunting this one pond. And the mosquitoes were so bad, and we were loaded down. Um, we had a really good day. We shot a lot of birds. We didn't. We didn't have a sled, so we were carrying the birds out, our decoys, and literally, you felt like a pincushion. And I would raise up my arm and hit mm-hmm. them, and I could feel them rolling down my face. Mm-hmm. There were so many mosquitoes, and we didn't have bug spray. So I'd say early season, a um, thermosell and bug spray. Yeah, I would have both. That's essential. I take both. Yeah.
1: I really don't like spraying down with mosquito spray. It but, stinks. But when yeah. you're about to lose your mind,
2: <laughs> it, it, you just scoop it on you. Yeah. I would say that's essential. I've,
1: I I've had it so bad. I know you've done it. We've scooped mud out of the still and oh, just yeah. smeared
2: it all over. Um I would You say it, lose your mind. I would say essential is some kind of um something to cover your face. Either a face mask or paint. Okay, let me say something for that. I would say that's essential. I will tell you a game changer for me last year. I still put the bu- the spray
1: on because they'll get you through. They'll get you through your, you your waiters. I don't know how in the world. Yeah. I don't right. know if they just go down in there or what, but like that Sika piece, and now Sika is not the only one that makes it, but they are the original ones. The um, oh, what's the name of that piece? I'm about to look it up now. It's it's a super warm weather piece. And Thomas will just wear that. I usually wear, still wear a t-shirt underneath of it. Is it the grinder? No, it's it's a paper thin. It does the the hood and mm-hmm. the face mask. Remember, I told you when one when we were walking out and we were all getting ate up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, they're literally not getting me right now, because I had my hat on, and then I had that pulled over, and then I had the face mask that's inside of it pulled up over the top of my nose, because you know you you can't even open your mouth sometimes, because I mean you're sucking them down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> Mosquitoes get so bad. Um, I think it's called the. Uh, the Sitka. Gradient? No, no. It's paper thin, dude. You can okay. wear it in the middle of summer. Because I know there's the grinder, the gradient. No. Don't worry, guys. You don't have to help me this time. I'm going to look it up. With the, uh, It's like I have all these pieces. How do I not know? The Core Lightweight Hoodie. Okay. Core Lightweight Hoodie. It's paper thin, so you can use it in the middle of summer and just wear nothing under it but that. That. And it breathes amazing. That's what I wear all early season. And then during season when <laughs> it's cold and super cold, you can wear that as your first piece or a t-shirt. I always just I don't like that material against my like chest and back and stuff, but mm-hmm. I put a t-shirt on, I put that on, and then I start layering from there like a hoodie or a jacket or whatever I want to wear, or a hoodie and a jacket. But you always have that face. The reason I like it is because it covers your neck up. When you're hunting, so your neck's white, you know, if you're white, your neck's sticking out like a sore thumb, speaking of mosquitoes. And then your neck on the front of your neck, because you got the back of your neck, the front of your neck, your ears, and then your face. And that's all covered up with that thing. And you can hear really good with it. It doesn't deter your hearing and it doesn't rake on your ears like face masks, too, where it kind of messes your hearing up a little bit Mm -hmm. when you. Yeah. I love that thing. That's, like, the, one of my favorite pieces Sika makes for duck hunting. And, me, I mean, you can use it for deer or anything. I have yeah. shot bows with all the face masks and everything. doesn't catch or nothing. So, that's what I do. Um, that piece, and then, like you said, mosquito spray and then a thermosol.
2: Yeah. And
1: it really makes life more better. <laughs> so, um, I, don't know. I think that's probably, I'm sure we missed something that could be essential, but for the most part, I think that pretty much really covers the essentials. Um, here's a good one. I, I'd like to see how you would answer this, Travis. Again, Anthony Olivera, we're not skipping you. By the way, what's up, man? And we're going to do an episode on that soon. But Lance Blair said, how to find people to go duck hunting with. Okay, I want you to put, Travis, put yourself in the shoes. You don't know. You don't have the group of people like we grew up with. Okay, you're out. You're literally you. You have friends, but no one duck hunts. They don't want to duck. Well, that's it's kind of how you started. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you started that way like, because you started this whole thing years and years ago. Your uncle took you. We've heard the story. We've talked about here on the podcast. But if you were out by yourself, knowing what you know now, would you? What would you do? Because he's wanting to find someone to go duck hunting with. What would you do? How would you go about that? Would you create your own? And go find your friends you already know. Like, how would you do that?
2: Yeah, I don't know. When I first started hunting again, you know, initially my uncle took me, and then he stopped hunting, and I was on, you know, basically didn't hunt mm-hmm. um, until my brother-in-law was like, "Hey, let's go duck hunting," and it was cool because we went out. We had never been out before, and there was an older gentleman there. He's like, "Hey, you guys are welcome to come out with me to to this spot because <clears> it's a close walking. Because I'll just kind of show you." Um, you know what's going on, and we went out there. We didn't kill a single bird, but it was a nice gesture for him to say, "Hey, you know, he was by himself," um, and invited my brother-in-law to go with with him. So that that was a cool gesture, mm-hmm. um, way before social media was a, a thing, right? Um, I think sometimes people can get flack on social media if they're like, "Hey, I'm a new hunter. I'm looking for somebody." Yeah, but you know, I think they can get some flack, but there's probably somebody that would private message them. Um, I know several, I've heard several people say something like, hey, I wish I had somebody to go hunting with, you know? So, I mean, put it out there and, you know, who cares what people say, really, their opinions? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to live your life, right? No. So, somebody may private message you, you know, and invite you to, to go with them, you know, be respectful. Mm-hmm. Work hard. Yeah. To help out. Don't. Even if you don't really know, I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, just kind I of follow think, their lead. I don't think new. he's
1: necessarily saying he d- doesn't know how to duck hunt or hasn't duck hunt. Yeah. I think he just wants someone to go with. And
2: yeah. you know what? And to be, be friendly. I'm saying you see somebody alone yeah. in the parking lot, right? If you go yeah. to a refuge, somebody's by themselves. Say, hey, you know, um, if you have a good reservation or something like that, invite somebody that's there mm. maybe by themselves to come with you, right? Mm. If, you're, if you haven't hunted before, it's like, I got this reservation, you're welcome to come in with me. You know, they would mm. maybe... Be happy to, to take that opportunity to get in mm. to a refuge they wanted to hunt. You know, maybe it's like, hey, let's hunt this pond or something like that. Not that you're trying to steal their spots, but just to to meet people, you know, mm. and and get that opportunity. I know it's not like that for the guys that we know in the situation that we're in because we all hunt and you know they they have a, a resource there. Well, let me say this too, just you guys listening.
1: I don't think no one really thinks this, but I think this. This is just me because I want like I want to help everybody. Like I want to do stuff with people. Like and I and I always feel bad when people are like, oh, I want to go hunt with you guys. Or I really legitimately do feel bad because I know how it is if you're like because maybe these guys don't know when to hunt with. And I do feel bad. Like I know, like that would be a bummer if you really want to hunt with the group and build some relationships. I get that. But we have so many people that we hunt with. <clears throat> I mean, I mainly hunt with Thomas. He's my brother, right? And he can go during the week a lot of times when most people can't. But, like, on the weekends, we hunt a lot together mainly. And it has nothing to do with our YouTube channel. That is how we've done it for years. Like, way before this was ever around, I was always go, call Travis. I'm like, where are you going? What are we doing? And your dad. And town. And in Colton. That's just how it's always been. But, I, I mean, if I was by myself, yeah, I would want to hunt with somebody. But there is... Don't focus attention on trying to hunt with these people that already have a ton of people. Like, there's so many guys that hunt by themselves, and you're hunting by yourself. Yeah, and they're hunting by themselves. Like Travis said, be friendly. That really, I I don't know if I was gonna use social media as an outlet. Like, who cares what the haters say? But get on there and post something on like, hey, I live in this area or I live in California. I I've been duck hunting for such and such amount of time. I've got a lot of decoys. I. I somewhat know the area, but I'm I've hunted by myself for a long time. I'd really like to build some relationships. I'm a hard worker. I carry my weight. Well, you know, put it out there. Yeah, and like you said, I don't I don't believe for one second that somebody won't reach out to you, like you said, and private message you because I've seen it actually happen on Facebook where people did that, mm-hmm. and it seems like it turns out for them. So maybe that social media has a bad side, but it also has a good side. You could really possibly get something lifelong out of that
2: yeah and i think there's two things you could look at too you know maybe look for somebody your own age Mm -hmm. that could be a benefit Mm -hmm. or look for an an older gentleman right that could be out there and and be willing to to maybe carry his decoys you know he may not get to the pond as fast but that guy if he's hunted a while he's got a ton of knowledge Mm -hmm. that you could learn from just how to set up your decoys how to stay hidden things like that could Mm -hmm. be a, a good benefit um and like i said be friendly you know, if if somebody's like, no, no, I'm not interested. Don't don't keep pushing it. Right, just mm-hmm. say, okay, thanks. I I, I enjoyed talking to you and yeah, you know, thanks fi- for your time. Find somebody <clears throat> else. Um, I know when I first started, I never looked for. My thing was I always wanted somebody to go with me because my mom didn't want me going by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was you know 16, 17, 18, whatever. Um, maybe a little bit older than that. But she still didn't want me to go by myself for safety reasons. And it's good to have somebody with you. But I didn't have to have somebody go with me to make you to make not me want to go. Yes. Now what I what I did did miss, I guess in a sense, is people that didn't duck hunt duck hunt it was hard to share my experiences with them. Yes. Because I would see things that were like, I wish somebody else was here to witness yes, that. Yes, yes. And you could never tell them, you know, and, and describe it. Because they way, weren't into it. Because they weren't into it. Now with all the people that we hunt with, you say something and, and visually, you know, you get this mental picture mm-hmm. of what's going on. So mm-hmm. oh, that, totally. that's cool, you know, because that builds relationships and conversations and things like that. So I didn't really have that, but I didn't have to have somebody to go with and I wouldn't let that deter you from duck hunting. If you're by yourself and you can't find somebody, don't let that stop you from duck mm-hmm. hunting. If, if it's something you enjoy, you know, pursue yeah. pursue that passion because like, like myself, right? Mm-hmm. Now I know... Tons of people that like to duck hunt, yeah, and it comes from from being you know involved in our church and having yes, people. That's that, a huge part of it. That are just fr- that's the biggest part. Yeah, of they're it. they're friends. You know what I'm saying? They were yeah. they were my friends before. We've been friends before since we, we duck hunted. Yeah. yeah, it just so happens that now um, all doing it we all do the same thing, mm-hmm. and you know it just it's brought friendships. I would say closer, and mm-hmm. some things people that you know were your friends, but you didn't talk to them too much. Maybe talk to them more. Mm. Um, you know, True. and younger younger it's people. Us
1: to, I mean, it's brought us closer. Yeah, younger sure. people.
2: You know, there's, sometimes there's that that age gap of, you know, I'm going to be 49, I think, and you know, I can talk to kids that are, you know, 13, 15, 16, and we can talk about something in common. So totally, you know, I can be I can be a, a mentor. I can be be a, as equally a, as excited a, an example, and we still because we share a common a common passion mm-hmm. and and something we can talk about. And have that, have a relationship, on that that level, which is cool. I, I enjoy that. And then, you know, if if you're by yourself and if you have kids, take your take your kids with you. Um, raise them. Yeah. Find them. Raise literally, them. <laughs> literally, literally, Talon. I I, mean, I would carry him across the pond. I don't know how well the first time he was he went. He was he was little. He was really little. Three five. He was he was little. I mean, mm-hmm. I carried him out there. Um, you know, we found the smallest waders. I'm, it's funny. I still have his first pair of waders. They're a little pair of neoprenes, and he couldn't even get his arm in there. You know, the, mm-hmm. that's how small they were. But, you know, ra- ra- raise your, raise your hunting companion. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. have to, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find a good woman, guys, <laughs> and have some kids and raise them up. <laughs> yeah. So there's always, there's always ways. If there's wills, there's ways, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Leshia,
1: excuse me, man, I sneeze. Well, I think that was pretty good. That, I mean, we're already sitting at forty six minutes, so, um, yeah, go follow that page and start some stuff up. If you want to hear some topics or, or be involved in something, we got some. Justin Jones said current events. I actually do want to do one on that too. I, I do, but I don't because with the Afghanistan thing, it just talking about it doesn't change anything. I don't have my head buried. I don't sit there and go chase it down and watch anything, what's going on. But some bad things have happened, and U.S. soldiers have paid the price for poor decision-making and poor leadership. I'll just say that right now, but we might do one. I know some people get all a little ruffled feathers when we start talking political. I've got some emails before about it, but... Whatever, it's free speech, and I'm not going to reserve on this pocket. That was kind of the point of this podcast: is I'll say whatever I want. You got to kind of be careful on YouTube and stuff, because they could block your videos or whatever. But uh, this, it's like it's free speech. We're in America. If you don't really want to listen to my views on political things, then don't listen. Honestly, I really don't. I'm not like trying to grow like. Numbers of people listening to this—it's just kind of like I enjoy this. Yeah, it creates opportunity for me to sit down with people that I wouldn't normally get to sit down with. Like a lot of these people, normally they're not going to come on a video, but they'll sit down and talk to you on a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, like Chris Aiken. I mean, some honestly, some very well-known people have been on this this podcast. So I'm gonna—I I love it, and I've always kind of wanted to be involved in the radio stuff. So. <laughs> Um, we've got pretty plain on this podcast with when it comes to um, politics, gun laws, military. Duck, I mean, we just talk about everything. As you guys see, the symbol that our our logo, you know, it's got a flag and a duck and a deer and um, what else has it got in it? A
2: bass skeleton. A
1: bass skeleton and helicopter blades. That's yeah. what that X is. So that's what we. That's our life. I mean, America, God, family, friends, and killing ducks. <laughs> and hunting too. <laughs> we we like big game too. Thomas is actually little update. Uh Thomas is actually getting ready to go to um Wyoming with uh Johnny um and Olivia. And my I believe my dad's going, but now he's I just talked to him yesterday and he's now he's acting like he doesn't know because of because of events going on. Yeah. He doesn't know what things are gonna shake out, but anyways. So that's kind of the update. I'm just still working, Travis is working. We've got those uh, bunch of decoys in. There's still more coming in from FA Final Approach. Love them. I mean, they're solid. So if you if you want to see if you haven't seen, there is a video out and we do the spoonies and the witch and floaters. You gotta check them out. They're incredible. They really are high quality. Don't you agree? No, the quality nice. is is best nice. with the best.
2: In my opinion. Yeah, I, I so, like what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm just things just to hunt over them. I know. Hopefully the see witch the, don't. The birds react.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.